The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to New Dimensions with your host, Rev. Nicholas Barrett. Our identities are not labels identifying who we are to others. Rather, they are found in God's riches, His likeness and character. We can discover our true selves and live the way He has intended for us to live. Now, here is Rev. Nicholas Barrett. Good morning. It's Wednesday morning, the 25th, 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Wherever you are in the world, we have bridged time and space. We have been divinely orchestrated to be together. And it's just great to share time with you. We're approaching here in America, we're approaching Thanksgiving tomorrow. I know that people from around the world are listening to this. This is a time of giving thanks for what God has done for us. But I always say that thanks living, which is today, predicates Thanksgiving, because whatever sentiment or mentality we have today, in other words, the attitude of our heart, will be the same as it is tomorrow. So by thanks living, which is grateful living for being alive, then we can take that into a whole new dimension. We can be actually be thanksgiving every single day, which is completely changing the way the world would function. But we have a great show today. It's relationships embodied in community and love, and I'm excited about it. I have a great guest on the show that I'm going to tell you about in a minute. We have been in our modern day society digitally connected like never before, but that connectivity, whether it's computers, whether it's electronics, has created a mass social isolation. God created us for community, and what that actually has done is created a whole generation of dysfunction. If you look at sports, any team, the way it functions, the reason why it wins and the reason why it's strong is there are unity. There are people doing separate things, but in a cohesive, united fashion, which changes the whole paradigm. It changes it from weakness in isolation to strength in, in being a united front. So it's by creating in relationships, this unity and diversity, which is God's beautiful gift to us. It's like a tapestry. It unifies and makes all things beautiful. And God blessed us with that. This show will incorporate that. But I I want to have a very special guest. He's a very dear friend of mine. I've been in church community with him for almost 10 years. And he really embodies change. He embodies love and he embodies the passion just to build people through his businesses. He has a tremendous amount of experience with NBC. He's been with them for over 10 years, and he pioneers TV shows and markets TV shows, connecting people. So building people to purpose, which actually builds and inspires all he encounters through what he does, bringing people to the next level by being an inspiration of building them for their passion and their purpose. He serves also as as a leader at Oasis, which is a a magnificent evangelical community here in Los Angeles. It has about three or 4,000 people. 
and he organizes small groups, which brings the big of the corporate church into the small of the group. So brings God to people in an intimate way when they can share in their passion and also grow what they find because the seed is planted, but it's only effective if it's nurtured in an environment that can grow it. And without many, any more to do, I'm very excited about introducing him to you. Good morning, Pennell. How are you today? I'm doing great, Nicholas. Good morning to you as well. It's a, it's a beautiful, beautiful morning. It's just a pleasure, actually pleasure to get up this morning and be alive, but also a blessing to have you on this show. Uh, you're a man of a lot of wisdom as well as being a friend. You're an inspiration to me too. And I can think none other than to bring you on the show just to plant seeds in people's hearts the way you have been through your life and the things that you're actually doing currently and also with your vision. So it's just great to have you here. Well, thank so you, Nicholas. Me. I'm very excited to be here this morning, and uh, I am I'm definitely humbled and honored that you would uh, invite me on the show. No, it's, it's a blessing. And as I say, I, God appointed this before the beginnings of time, and as I say, we're just going to another level, and as we're making ourselves available so he can shine his ability. And it's, it's just great to do that. So tell me, Pennell, tell me a little bit about your experience at Pepperdine University and how it equipped you to go out there today and do what you do. Pepperdine University was a great experience for me. I, um, I went there from 1999 to 2003, so I'm probably telling my age right now, but that's okay. <laughs> You're forever uh, young. You're eternal. <laughs> right. <laughs> it, was a great, it was a great experience for me. It challenged me in a lot of ways. It brought growth and perspective to me. A couple of things I can share from that experience that were very dynamic and poignant for me. One, I had a roommate at a Christian university that was Muslim for two of my four years. Now, that's, that's pretty ironic because you would think, well, I'm at a conservative Christian university. How in the world did I end up with a Muslim roommate? <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> The reason why a lot of the community of Tupperdine is international students. And so I had a roommate from Tanzania, which is uh, in Africa, and I um, roomed with him for my junior and my senior year. And that was a very impactful moment in time for me because we endured 9-11 together. We endured everything that came with that and after that, also just his faith inspired me, funny enough, um, even though we have differences in our beliefs, yes. it inspired me to actually be better at my faith. And so what it taught me is that in life, whether you may agree with um, someone and their beliefs or not, if you're open to paying attention to certain characteristics or um, even ethics of how someone may go about doing something, it can actually provide inspiration to what you're doing. And I think we had a lot of good conversations about faith and his wanting to understand my faith and me wanting to understand where he was coming from in his faith. And that was great because I never tried to proselytize him or to convince him or to 
make him say, hey, you need to be a Christian and I'm going to convert you. And I think that's a lot of times where the Christian community can get in trouble because we're trying too hard. And we think that we need to bring people to faith when God is already out there and he's doing his work and all we have to do is join him in it. And what's amazing is that we had a great relationship where we were open to talk about those things and he was curious and I was curious as well. Um, but it was never a contention where it felt like, you know, because you don't believe like I'm going to believe, I'm going to look at you a certain way. I'm going to judge you a certain way and I'm going to treat you in a certain way that is subservient to my point of view and to my beliefs. So it's really important. What, what helped me frame my identity or my viewscape once I left Pepperdine from that experience was just understanding that the world is way bigger than my belief in Jesus. And when I say bigger, it's bigger because it involves a whole world of people that may or may not see how I see things. And so the, the tension, but also the opportunity is how am I going to engage appropriately, properly, respectfully, and lovingly more than anything with people of different beliefs and different faiths? You know, I think you hit the nail on the head. Um, just showing, you know, what Jesus did, love and compassion, which is an inclusive an inclusive way of, of walking one's life out. So it's about including people. And when you approach people with, not with religiosity, but with godology, which is basically love, which is the international language, the barrier that we've kind of created through our different societies, because a lot of these are societal barriers that people put walls up around them. We label ourselves this, we label ourselves that, which has created again this, this, this unity. And some of the problems we have in, in not only in our communities now, but as a world, in general, when we move the religion out of it and we just sit two men over a table and we talk about the passion of, of God's love and we talk about how we're embracing people and embracing them in an unjudgmental way, in an accepting way, we're modeling the way we were created to be. Because if we're in God's image, God doesn't define people. He, he loves all people. They're all created equally in his image. Then we can really bring down a lot of the barriers we have that are creating the, some of the problems we have in our societies and in the world's abound. And I love what you said, that you, um, you learned from them and you actually grew in your faith, because that to me really is, it's inspirational, I think, for a lot of listeners to know that we may look at ourselves as being different, but really we're not, because when we sit over a table and really we bring all those paradigms down, all those shall we say, elusive minds of socially conditioned mind, which is an illusion, we bring that down. We're really two people creating in God with a spirit. And that can really be, to my mind, that is really, it's an amazing tonic for the world at a time that it really needs that tonic. And, and as I say, you're planting that light on a hill, Pennell, with everything you do. And to me, that's inspirational in my faith too. And I think for a lot of people listening, I just think it's, it's tremendous the way you're using that. We're going to have a break in a few minutes, but I'd like just to introduce very briefly, what do you think is, is the state of our community today in America? And, and just briefly how you see some of those changes happening. Wow, that's a loaded question. <laughs> um, <laughs> we, we live in a very broken, you know, a community in America is very broken. And 
it's very sad because, you know, when I was growing up, I could even go outside and ride my bike and play with kids of different ethnicities and, um, you know, just, and just enjoy my neighborhood. And if you go around many neighborhoods in America today, you, you don't see that. Technology has been a gift and a curse to us in the sense that it has allowed us to do things quicker, but it really, in the sake of bringing people together, has actually disconnected us even more. And so I really believe that at the bottom of it all, the root is that we have gotten really poor in how we do relationships and we've become so insular and so introspective into ourselves. I mean, for goodness sakes, we have technology that's called iPhone that starts with the letter I. (laughs) So, you know, (laughs) it's almost like we've been conditioned to go away from community and become me, 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 me. You know, there's a movie, uh, I can't remember the name of the movie, but the, the animal in the movie says, mine, 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 mine. And, and really, that is the, the mindset that a lot of people have adopted. And so it has become self-preservation. It has become yes. very um, Darwinistic in that sense, where it's all about me. It's all about um, my world. And the sense of the greater good or community has really, really been lost in America, in my opinion. This is a powerful thing. We're about to take a break, Penel, but we'll be coming back to talk more about, about this. This really is a, a powerful thing. Thank you. And we're about to go on a break. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to share success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Hear about personal growth, building a better business, inspirational life stories, and personal branding. You'll find it every day at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. How do you define work? Is it that mundane Monday through Friday place that seems to be sucking a third of your life out of you? Or have you made it a place of personal fulfillment, achievement, and purpose? If you are looking to make your work life the latter, tune in to Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. There are all kinds of inspiring work-life stories told by people who have made work something to look forward to every day. Working on Purpose can be heard every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. Are you happy in your life, or are you just settling? It's time to speak out, take control of your existence, and let your life speak. Bart Queen is the host of A Hero's Journey. His personal goal is to help you find your voice, use that voice, and live the life that you deserve to live. Do more, be more, and give more. Tune in to A Hero's Journey on the Voice America Empowerment Channel live every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. You owe it to yourself to tune in and make your voice count. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Empowerment. 
You are tuned in to New Dimensions. To reach Reverend Nicholas or his guests today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to nbarrett28 at yahoo.com. Now, back to New Dimensions. It's great to have you again. Um, I'm inspired. We have a tremendous guest on the show, Pernell Marsh. He's a people builder. Pernell, hello again. We're, we're discussing actually where we left off about we're a me society. And that really has, um, my mind has been dwelling on that. So Pernell, in your opinion, going from a me society to a society that's unified, and even though there's a difference in society, how they can be more, just more connectivity and more community. Because I think the key thing is here when me is, as I say, is breaking down. It's, it's that diversity that we haven't unified, but we've diversified. In other words, the digital connectivity through Facebook and through media is great. But the, it strikes me in our modern day society that we, we're disconnected and we can't relate to people around us. And we've developed almost this fear of I've got to get it before someone else does, or they look different than me, and I'm in, uncomfortable. So, just want to get a little bit more from from some light from you, Pan, on how we would begin to change that in our society. First of all, in our society, but before the world, um, would love to hear what you have to say on that. So, yeah, I definitely would love to speak on that. You know, it really starts at the beginning with communication and relationships. And people in general, um, romantic or platonic, familial, friendship, we just don't know how to do relationships well. And we don't know how to communicate. And it's very clear to me that we don't know how to communicate when people go on social media and that is their, their bullying pit to berate people, you know, with their message. And it's so sad to see because there's so many hurting people out there and because they don't know how to communicate and because we as a society don't emphasize on doing relationships well, um, now we have this brokenness that has permeated into our, our digital space. And it's, it's, it's really going back to the root of that. You know, that's what human society is based on from the beginning, you know, when people were in small tribes or different communities, it was all about relationships. It was all about communication. And it's really at the core of it. If we don't understand how to communicate with each other, um, then we are not going to thrive as a society. Now, this is all to say, you know, I'm not saying here that, hey, we're going to have this utopian society where everybody agrees and everybody is um, thinking the same thing. Actually, I wouldn't want that. I think that would probably be a disservice to our humanness. But this is the tension, and this is the hard part, I believe, for a lot of people. We are going to have different degrees of belief and philosophies and understanding. It's how do we, in this world, how do we do that together? by being respectful and loving each other and seeing the differences, not necessarily agreeing, but if I don't agree, that doesn't mean I hate you. That doesn't mean I don't like you. That doesn't mean that now I'm against you. That just means we differ. And how do we do that together? And how do we build each other up and edify each other up um, in community, um, in our world, so that we can then move forward with making things better and making things more productive? So it really, like I said, goes back to the beginning of identifying how to do relationships well. And people have not done that for a lot of reasons because, you know, we're very self-focused. 
Yes. No, it, it, comes, it comes back to that me. But I, I think the deeper level of this, and it's been happening, you know, they talk about a, a, um, a crime group now that, that's a lot of young intellectuals that have been told that this is their identity and they, they, even if it means taking their life, they're doing it for a reason. A lot of them are trying to find their identity because we live in a world of broken families. Mm-hmm. So values were not instilled at a young age there was this isolation because either one of the parents left or they never really saw their role model, which is, this is why God created man and woman. So you can have this father figure, the role model uh, to teach character and to give the child value. So when we live without value, we get a hole in the heart and any void needs filling. Whether you fill it in fear or faith, you're believing in something and you're filling it, whether you're filling it with terrorism or you're filling it with drug addiction or porn addiction or crime, whatever that is, it's designed to fill a void. And the commonality of that void is not knowing what their identity is, because if they know their spiritual identity, game's over for, for terrorism, game's over for addictions, the game is over. So I'm feeling it's that, it's that core that needs to be changed, the, the core of, of really, if they don't get it through their families, they need to have a message of love, and I, I use this love because religiosity is, is a basically a humanism of God. They took God and they brought their own views of it. But really, to my mind, it, the international language is love. That's the common denominator. But if they can get it from church leaders or get it from radio shows or from teaching in schools that they are born as a masterpiece with a master plan for their life that's not to disrupt and disrupt but to build and, and, and bring forward society, to make a change, to progress going forward, not to tear. Because when we tear and when we're living in fear, we're breaking down because we're fearful that we do not know where we're going. We're blind. But if the lamp to the path and light to the feet is used, we have been made and we know who we are in who we are in Christ, who we are spiritually then a lot of these things communally, internationally, and worldwide can build a platform of just changing. So would love to know, Pernell, from your wisdom about reconciliation. Just tell me how you feel that's an essential component to thriving relationships, community, and the world in general. Yeah, so to kind of piggyback on what you said, um, you know, love is at the core of it all. Um, So in developing relationships, people need, one, to love themselves. Um, it's hard for people to love others before they love themselves. And so, and, and I believe from, you know, my beliefs in God that people also need to be loved by God. They need to understand what that means and they need to love God. So having those components of understanding God's love and how that impacts you and then also understanding to love yourself is so important in reconciliation because, uh, a lot of, I always joke, you know, for people that are in the Christian community that their theology stops at reconciliation. And (laughs) the reason why I say that, it's all good. Yes, I love the person I don't like or whatever. And we all say that, you know, love your enemies, all these things. But when it comes to the rubber meeting the road and it deals with reconciling something, which means, you know, repairing it, restoring it, bringing it back together, a lot of us, don't want to do that work. And the reason why we don't want to do that work is because it's messy. It's painful. It it really tugs at our heart. And so reconciliation is, is pivotal and it's vital and it's critical in order for any 
community building and growth because without reconciliation, we cannot embody love. Reconciliation is the key to restoring trust and faith back in relationships and also building that communication within community again. And so, you know, we, we see that in historical context, just even in this country with slavery and what has happened um, with the African-American community right now. There's so much pain in this country that has not been resolved or reconciled. And because of that, we, we continue to have issues that persist and pervade because reconciliation truly has not happened. No, I love that. In my, this is in my opinion. If to have a solution to the present, we need to have resolution of the past because all of the brokenness has happened before today. Mm-hmm. All of all of the problems we're going through societally, um, you know, functionally as 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 families, functionally as as nations, functionally whether it's race, whether it's whatever problems we have, they've manifest themselves through the past. And reconciliation is going back to how we were. So going back to how we were originally created and moving forward on a platform that's healthy. Because if I put a Band-Aid on something, very simple. And sometimes, this is messages for somebody, we can get saved, but use that as our Band-Aid to walk our life out. What really getting saved means is reconciling back to how I'm created. But that job actually starts then to actually walk your life out in a different way. To get reconciled, I realize I must be doing something wrong. So I make a 180 degree turn and I walk my life out, not in my character that I've learned through living in this world, but through the character he created me, which is a higher level. So it's when we walk out the light that we've been given. So a, a lot of us can get our light. Okay, I'm fine. I'm saved. It's inconvenient for me to do anything else. I've just done like the spiritual treadmill, but it really needs soldiers of light to say, right, I have been given this beautiful gift of being saved. I'm no longer in fear. I know what my plan and purpose, but now it's my job to fish for men. We need to realize we need to God is always able, but we need to be available. And that means sometimes, just like I've observed you, Pernell, dropping your priorities down to serve other people. And this is what this is what makes you great, not only at NBC, but in the church community, because you're there to make a difference, not to build you, but to help build others. And and I'm just gonna let you take over on that and, and just tell me now how you see the legacy that you'd like to leave. I mean, how you see the kind of role that you, you can have. Because this is, a, again, picking back off reconciliation and how we need to be an active light. Because what happens if we leave a light hidden, no one knows what we've got. And we need to be proactive and just get it out there. So over to you again, Pernell. Yeah, so um, as far as my legacy, and you know, that's such a big word, <laughs> but as far as what I would love to do and leave on this planet, you know, um, hopefully, perfectly, many, many moons from now, is to, as you said, be a people builder. I think you said that so well. And to be someone that really inspires people to, one, know who they are um, and know what their purpose is on this planet and to go execute that and to really help people use whatever it is that they are passionate about 
to being a transformative piece in our communities and in our world. So knowing and recognizing that if you're an entrepreneur and you have a business, um, that you're not just doing this for you to make money, because if you're just doing it for you to make money, then you've missed the boat. That there has to be something that is going to be a vehicle in which to um, promote change and, and bring about something positive and good, and in my belief, godly, to the community around you. Because if you're not doing that, then you really have to ask your, the question, what are you doing? If you're not doing something that's bigger than yourself, then yeah. you're just doing it for you. And there's really, truly, honestly, no fulfillment in that. You can ask people that have a lot of money. You can have all the money in the world, but if you're not doing anything that's purposeful with it, then all that fun and all that excess will, will really just weigh you down after a while. So I, I really want to leave the legacy of really taking people ever upward and really taking people to a higher heights of, and depths, if you will, and who they are and what they can contribute to our world and you know how God is speaking to them about what it is that he has designed them to do. Yes, it, it strikes me, you mentioned things about possessions and money. Um, the, the way, I mean, our paradigm is the way we value things is the more expensive something is or the more we have, the more value we have within ourselves. So I think that the fundamental difference is we need to change that to our value not being extrinsic, but being intrinsic. In other words, why invest something that you know that, that thieves can steal and moths can destroy? In other words, all these things are temporal. And I'll piggyback of that. I was writing it as a Starbucks yesterday, actually preparing the show. I was looking through the window and I was seeing these birds from a water fountain. There's a water fountain they built. And how beautiful and majestic they are. The, the, the plume, the shininess of the wings. God designed them perfect. And I'm thinking, you know, a Gucci leather jacket, doesn't matter how much it costs, pales in comparison to this design that's something that's been given and gifted that doesn't have to be bought or, or ran for or, or gotten or, you know. So in other words, we don't need to work harder for our value. We just need to change the way we see ourselves. And if we see ourselves as a light and we see ourselves as, as in unity with community, in other words, if our purpose is from God and our value is internal, in other words, we're in a corporal shell, but the spirit is, is, is here. We're just you know, basically a, a spiritual being in a human moment and time and space is transcended because what we're doing is we're basically on a horizontal path, but we can get the resources of heaven to come into our path. Then it would change the whole way we value. And I think that really is, is essential. It's one of the things that piggyback on, on what you were saying about if I see my value as different, then I'll see people as different. But when they say love, love the neighbor like I love myself, we live in a very self-loathing society. People are looking at magazines thinking they need to be minus two size dresses or if they're a gentleman, they need to drive this car and that car. So we become self-loathing. So if we're loving someone like we're loving ourselves, very often we're not giving them the kind of love God gives us. Uh, we're giving them our love, which is not a good love at all. It's an unhealthy love. But if we develop God's love, God's likeness and character, and that can only come from reconciliation, it can only come from connecting to him in a relational way, then we can walk out in a whole different space 
with a whole different purpose and a whole different value of ourselves, but loving all of those around us, even though even those that are hard to love, our love is not dependent upon their stance. It's dependent upon what God gave us. As I say, we're going on a break soon, uh, Penelope. I just want you just to piggyback, just talk a little bit more about how love can change a community. So love is a powerful currency. It's the most powerful currency that we have on this planet. And it can change a community because love is an action word. So I think a lot of times we want to, we want to talk about love, but as I learned in elementary school, it's called show and tell, not tell and show. So if we get better at showing love rather than telling love, um, you know, we always say to people, I love you. Well, your actions speak so loud, I can't hear what you're saying. So if you show love more than you tell people that you love them, they'll know that you love them. And you don't even have to say it. Now, of course, we do say it. But it's so important that in changing our communities that we are showing love through very simple acts. I mean, so feeding the homeless or taking care of your neighbor's do you even know who your neighbors are? I mean, I'm guilty of this. I moved into a new apartment complex, <laughs> and I have yet to know who my neighbors are. I've yes. met some other people, but my direct neighbors, I don't even know. So how are we showing love if we don't even know our neighbors, you know? <laughs> we don't even know the people next to us. So it's really about the simple acts of, of doing love in your community and seeing awesome. what's around you and joining awesome. in that to help out. Well, we'll get back to this topic of love on the break. Uh, Thank you very much, listeners. We hope that you come back to get more. Thank you. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you ready for a health, life, and empowerment show in one? Then be sure to listen every week for Living Well with Ann Beal. Ann takes her long-running TV show to the Internet Talk Radio Airwaves with guest experts and insight designed to help you live a healthy and successful life. By hearing from the experts and those who have found success, our goal is that you too will be motivated to do the same. Living Well with Ann Beal can be heard every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Do you have complete control over your thoughts and your life? It seems like we do, but there are always outside forces that are wreaking havoc with that control. How do we get our thoughts back on track, so to speak? Listen for help. My thoughts are holding me hostage with Dr. Jeffrey Fannin. When you command the power of thought, you can achieve or have whatever you want. Make the laws of the universe work for you. Tune in every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. When is the last time you saw sparkles of life in your day? Each day holds a treasure, the extra in the ordinary. It is too easy to miss them because they're familiar and we take them for granted. If you want to add sparkle to your day, listen to Mighty Gems, spotlighting everyday jewels with Dee Lee. She offers a new way to view the world and to discover your own Mighty Gems in daily life. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 
follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are tuned in to New Dimensions. To reach Reverend Nicholas or his guests today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to nbarrett28 at yahoo.com. Now, back to New Dimensions. Well, thank you for joining us for this, for this segment. Um, I don't say the final segment because when one thing finishes, another ends. But I'm inspired with, with Pernell, with what he said so far. I'm hoping this will be a spark in a forest that will burn as a 50,000 square foot fire in your heart because it's designed really to sow a seed that will grow. A seed is only effective if it's, in, if it's nurtured to grow. So, Pernell, talking about seeds. Tell me more now about your marketing of, of shows that you do for NBC and how you see that as something you can use to, to influence and, and, and impact people for the better. Yeah, so I work in uh, entertainment marketing, and so I help with the post-production of our on-air promos for the shows that you watch um, on TV. And so when you're at home and you see an advertisement, um, informing you to watch either you know The Voice or The Blacklist or any of our NBC shows and comedies and specials, uh, you then you know basically by you watching and tuning in that helps obviously our ratings and so our job is to promote and get you there and help for you to be inspired and excited by what you've seen in our little trailer, our little preview, if you will. Um, and so marketing to me. And what I do is so vital in, in the aspect of bringing people together, getting yes. people inspired. So, you know, TV has always been about, uh, from a long time, about bringing people together at one point in one place to watch something, to be excited about it, to talk about it now online, and to engage in discussion. And so that is a sense of community. I think today has become a little bit more difficult with all the different platforms. So now people are watching things more on their own time and by themselves and not so much in community. But however, it's still what I do. I love it because it it gives me the opportunity to share a story with somebody via, you know, a digital device, if you will, and to get people excited about that. And so marketing, in a sense, is a, it's a relationship builder. It's a bridge. And I'm, I'm bridging somebody to something that could um, evoke some type of emotion or make an impact in their life. And, you know, that, that to me is powerful. And so within the realm of media, I'm just, I'm just inspired and I love the fact that I get to do that every day. Um, and I look to Amazing. do that just in my life outside of that. Amazing. So really the word comes to my mind is intentional. Whatever, whatever listeners are doing, if they're intentional about what they're doing, so intentional about building and intentional about encouraging, that that, that really can make a difference in, in their field. So tell me, Pernell, how that's helped you grow in the business. What stories have you seen of people that have been encouraged and how, how it's helped for the business and your people to actually move, move forward. What have you seen that's, uh, that's been encouraging to you? 
Yeah, so um, for me, within the marketing realm, it, it, it just it's encouraged me to see how the medium of TV and marketing can, can bring people together, can inspire people um, to do things maybe they've never done before. Um, help people conquer fear. So we have all different types of shows like Biggest Loser, helping people with weight loss. We have um, shows, you know, that have brought families together like Friends and and um, Seinfeld and I'm trying to think most recently, one of my favorite shows when I was studying at NBC, Heroes. And so we, we have shows that just tell stories uh, to people and through our marketing vein, we, we just compel people to um, see how those stories relate to them. And so I think the storytelling aspect really helps people to identify with what's going on in their world and in their life and to help, to help them even in their relationships. You know, we have a lot of shows that are relationship-centric, if you will. So right now we have, uh, like, Chicago Fire, Chicago Medical, um, and we have a lot of shows that really are looking to tell a narrative about challenges and struggles and triumphs and success. And, and I think that's really important. No, it, it brings me to feel about how important media is. Media is, whether it's digital, or whether it's something you hear or see, it's made up of words. And words, as we know, they can cut through bone and marrow. Words are powerful and they do two things. They either bring death or life. So I think intentionality of what we do in our fields that are maybe other people listening in marketing to be intentional really about what am I seeding with this? Because what, what we're putting out will come back. And I think we've have a lot of movies and a lot of things that are put out that are destructive. And that could also compound some of the problems we have societally right now. This is over a long period of time. If you take out a new white shirt and you put it in a smoky room and you have a meeting, you will come out and you will permeate from that room. In other words, you will smell from your environment. And I think the media, not only now can we get things on on iPhones, on smartphones, on laptops, on iPads, People really, I see like five-year-olds connected digitally listening to something. And I mean, we should be intentional as parents, but also as people in the world of reaching people, whether you're a public speaker, whether you're um, uh, somebody working like yourself at NBC, where that has influence through words, because the Bible's words too. Words are our most powerful source. God gave us words to bring life or death. So I want to Expand a bit more on that, Penel, just to talk about the pop culture, how it's influencing us, and how what we're seeing and hearing is destructive, and what you would like to see changed and made different on a broader scale. This is, I would love to hear what you can enlighten listeners with with that, Penel. Yeah, so I, I believe a lot of the pop culture and the media out there today, um, you know, we, we have to be very careful, I'll say that, because there's a lot of messages and there's a lot of things that are being promoted that seemingly on its face may not seem to cause any harm, but they're really, uh, they're really informing, um, a lot of people, especially young people, um, about who they are. And, and, you know, people say, well, I'm just making this music because blah, 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 I feel despair. Okay, that's fine, but there, there's, a, there's a responsibility that we as a society and a community, I believe, have um, towards, you know, how we're, how we're informing people. So, you know, we can do what we want, but we just have to know that 
at the end of the day, what we're doing really has a consequence, good or bad, um, with the people in our community. And so I think it's important that we are sensitive to what we're taking in because there's a lot of messages out there that I don't think are really helping people in their identity and they're perpetuating stereotypes and they're perpetuating um, ideas and ideologies which are not really helping bridge our communities together. They're actually making our communities more divisive or they or are informing people to, you know, different stereotypes or thoughts that may may or not be true. So it's it's really important with pop culture that um, as I enjoy pop culture like the next person, but it's really yes. important that we frame it and that we know what we're listening to and that we decide not to listen to or watch or view certain things that are not really in the end going to help us go in a direction that we want to go in life. And I think mentioning about starting off with families, because a lot of people are growing up in one parent homes, they may not have a role model to look to. And a lot of these pop culture, it becomes their role model. It becomes where they get their information from. It becomes where they get sometimes their inspiration from, but also more scary, where they get their identity from. So it appears like we have, to all intents and purposes, an unconscious media not aware of, of what they're planting. And the mere fact we have digital technology, like I explained, digitally connected but socially isolated, it's predicating a lot of rise of suicides amongst the youth. But more importantly, the depravity of the way society has become, more so recently, I think, because of this digital connectivity and because of the access to words that are planting seeds that are not going to bring back the best in us. So I think you're right. I think there needs to be a more of a conscious awareness of what people are putting out there because ultimately they're creating the quality of our society and in many ways leading the youth of the future. So how do you feel, Penel? How do you feel things can be improved? Because obviously we have a problem right now and we need to change something about the way people, what they're listening to, how parents can maybe help their children listen to things that are better and how we as adults can be more conscious. So I think two things. One, I think we're in a landscape now where artists really have to take control of their artistry and not feel that they have to perform a certain way, that they have to, you know, become a certain thing for some record label. And they should just do their work independently. I, I really honestly, at the end of the day, believe a lot of you know, the, the music and the media that we get, it's manufactured in a sense where people, that's not originally what they wanted to do or who they wanted to present, but that's what the, the media or the companies decided to market them as. And so it's really about going back to identity, like we talked about earlier. People need to know who they are, and they have to stick by it, and they have to make the music that they want to make that is true to um, who they are. And also that's going to contribute in you know, a positive way. And a positive way doesn't necessarily mean you, don't, you can't talk about things that are controversial or you can't talk about things that are challenging, but doing it in a way that's really going to help promote community and build people in a positive way, um, at the end of the day, I think that should be the goal. 
Yes, and I think uh, I think also people need to realize if, if more people do something, it doesn't necessarily mean it's right. And we have a society right now, the more people that do something, well, a lot of people are doing it, so that's the right way. We need to, again, become more aware of our intentionality, and we need to become more responsible with, with what we're doing there. And by not following, we're actually not losing, we're actually building, because I believe if you put people first, you'll always be provided for, you'll always be built and I think there needs to be a focus really now. And I think it needs to start with people that are, are, are seniors in media. And, it, and the message really needs to be brought about that we have this real youth problem that's predicated now with obviously the worst thing is, is with the terrorism we've got going on. But more importantly, the youth problem is, is lack of identity and lack of self-love which is basically not knowing who they are because if they knew who they were, a say game would be over. So they just need to change their minds. In other words, focus on other things that are going to basically bring them back to how we were created to be. So that's really exciting. So tell me, Pennell, with what you're doing right now and, and what are your goals? I mean, you've achieved so much, not only in the church community, but I know you're touching people in your business and your heart is to build others. Yeah, let me know now what, and listeners know now what, what's on your heart and how you see yourself moving forward from this exciting moment. So, yeah, moving forward, you know, my, my goals and my aspirations are, one, to use the vehicle of marketing um, to help people transform uh, their persona or their business, um, or, you know, or their passionate idea and, and let the world know about it. Um, but also for it to become a part of who they are, their purpose, and what it is that they're doing and how they're making an imprint on the world. So, you know, I've been looking at different ways entrepreneurially and how I can do that. And so um, helping people with their marketing projects is something I, I do outside of my job from time to time. And I really, I enjoy that and I love it. It's, it's something that is inspiring to me to be a part of someone's narrative, a part of someone's story. Also, I've uh, been working on some projects with media, you know, how we can put out compelling narratives that are really going to draw people into um, a sense of one community, but also who they are and how they have purpose on this planet and dealing with the, the, the tension of, of all the things that happen in our society, but how do we um, reconcile those? You know? No, that's amazing, Pedel. No, you've inspired, you've inspired me, you've inspired, I'm sure, thousands of listeners. How would they be able to get a hold of you? If you could just give them your um, details, your, your email, any contacts you'd like to give, because I'm sure a lot of people, that whatever business they're in, can, w- would be really inspired to hear more from you. Yeah, so people can reach me um, via email at the number one, S-U-N, as in son, at ca as in california dot rr as in roadrunner dot com, and they can also look me up on Facebook. Uh, Pernell P E R N is in Nancy E L L Marsh um, on Facebook. Well, it's been a pleasure having you. Firstly, glory to God for making this happen. It's been great. You've inspired me, Pernell. Let this be a seed that burns in people's hearts and grows and changes the way we see ourselves and also community. It's been a blessing. Um, I thank everybody for listening and sharing this time and space with us. God bless you all. Be safe, be positive, and make a difference. God bless you all. Thank you. 
Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of New Dimensions. Please join Rev. Nicholas Barrett again next Wednesday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a blessed week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.